That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 268 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, smoky Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks, Canada. We appreciate it. And in this episode, I'm going to be joined by my mate, Mick Austin. We're going to dive into round 13 and uh, go through our tips. And I will let you know, I already got the first game of the round wrong. Uh, did not do a review episode per se this week. Uh, it's been a bit of a hectic week. Uh, Wednesday through Sunday of last week, I was out of town visiting my son. Uh, he was promoted to lieutenant. Uh, he's an officer in the United States Navy, and I got the chance to uh, leave school a day or so early. Missed my staff day at the end of the year to go up and visit him and be on board his ship for his promotion. Uh, it was a marvelous time being able to spend with him. Uh, didn't get to spend as much time with him as I'd, I'd hoped because uh, some things happened with regards to his ship that uh, precluded him from being able to take all of the leave that he was hoping to take while I was there. Uh, he was going to take a couple of days off, and then he ended up having to work on the Friday after his promotion. Um, wasn't his choice, but it worked out. And hey, when you're in that kind of position, sometimes you have to do things you don't necessarily want to do. But uh, absolutely proud of him. Uh, I served on a couple different aircraft carriers, but this was the first time I'd had an opportunity to go on a United States destroyer, a significantly smaller ship. And this was really, really enjoyable to see as much of the ship as I'm allowed to see, because there are parts that, of course, I'm not allowed to look at and I would never ask to look at either. But, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, if you are interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, uh, feel free to drop me a note via email at yankonthefootygmail.com. You can send me a message on Facebook at a Yank on the Footy Podcast, on Twitter at Yank underscore on, or on Instagram at a Yank on the Footy, or you can email me, excuse me, as I'd mentioned uh, before, or you can reach out on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I love being able to highlight the local clubs. And this week's local club, and I had to have a little assistance with this one, today's club of the episode are the Cable Beach Mighty Greenbacks of the West Kimberly Football Association. And the Mighty Greenbacks were founded back in 1991 as the Nyol Footy Club. And they transitioned to Cable Beach in 1993. And I have to give a, a huge shout-out to fellow Cat supporter David Benici from Broome. And he's from the Melbourne area, but he is uh, transplanted to Broome uh, with helping me to figure out this pronunciation. He's the only person that I know for sure that lives in Broome because it's mentioned in his uh, Twitter bio. Uh, and he shared a link from uh, ictv.com.au, which helps with the pronunciation of indigenous words from a number of different indigenous languages. And David, I want to thank you for that. I probably would have spent a great deal of time digging into that, and I, I'm glad you were able to help me out with that. Now, again, back to the uh, the club, um, the Greenbacks. And I love the fact that they're uh, you know they uh, you know are highlighting the the wonderful animal. Uh, the turtle in their uh, in their club name, but this weekend the men's and women's sides both face off against the Derby Tigers at the Father McMahon Oval. And just recently, the club did introduce a uh, eight to twelve year old girls team to help grow the game even further for for young ladies in uh, their area. And 
one thing that I really liked about uh, seeing on their uh, Facebook page was that recently they, they had an entire post where they uh, complimented and thanked uh, the young umpires who were working on developing their skills during the younger competitions. And I know that we all love to sledge on umpires, and I'm, I'm as bad at it as, as anybody else. But uh, it was great to see them give uh, tribute to these young people who are doing what is, quite frankly, and quite often a thankless job. Uh, and I do want to wish the Greenbacks the absolute best throughout the rest of 2023. Uh, and by the way, if you are a Greenback supporter and you hadn't figured it out yet, your merch shop is back open as well. That was opened up about a week and a half ago. So let's go ahead and jump into the tips for uh, round 13. And I'm going to run through my tips, and then uh, Mick Aussie will be joining me here in just a few minutes, and we'll go through Mick's tips as well. I'll go through the ins and outs. Now, I did tell you at the outset, I did get the St. Uh, Kilda and Sydney game wrong. I went with the Swans on this one. It was Buddy's 350th. I thought, you know what, they're not going to lose his 350th. They're back home. This is a uh, an arena that uh, the Saints have had trouble winning at lately. I think they'd lost, what, 14 in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dane Rampey was back in, and, uh, well, I got to tell you, it was a, uh, it started out as a tough game to watch, quite frankly, and uh, the guys over on Americans watching the footy, I think, put it best, that uh, had the first quarter of this game been the first quarter of footy they ever watched, there may have never been a second, but thankfully, things did pick up, because that was an ugly first quarter of football at the Sydney Cricket Ground last night. A 7 or nothing score. I mean, it just was... And I had set my clock for 4.30 to get up and watch this one, but I, I ended up sleeping in. Uh, had a little bit of a stiff neck the last couple of days, so I uh, I decided to get a little bit more sleep. So I, I started watching it live at the beginning in the third quarter. So, and I didn't look ahead to see how it had gone, but... Uh, you know, St. Kilda did a great job of, of turning things around. You know, there were a lot of wasted opportunities for the Swans. Uh, but this was a huge win for St. Kilda who pushed themselves to the cusp of the top four. Now, will they get there? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, if you're a Saints supporter, you got to be damn thrilled about the fact that your club is playing as well as they are right now. And then we move on to the second game of the round, which is, again, a 5.50 a.m. start here in Ohio on Friday morning. And we got the Bulldogs hosting Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. Uh, Ali Lord omitted, Riley Bonner omitted, Ryan Burton omitted. Doesn't help my fantasy team. Uh, Charlie Dixon, Travis Boak back in for Port Adelaide, so I think Boak's ribs must be better. Uh, a lot of outs for the Bulldogs. Ed Richards injured, Lockie McNeil, Oscar Baker omitted. Uh, Lockie McNeil's the sub. Ryan Gardner omitted, Tim O'Brien is omitted. Alex Keith, Josh Bruce, Lason Vandermeer, and Riley West are back in for the Bulldogs. Now... The Bulldogs and the Cats played a heck of a game last week. Uh, it was a game I know that the Bulldogs wanted to, to take because it would have solidified their spot in the eight. Cats snuck back in. As a result, now they're on the bye this week. I got to tell you, I am so impressed with the way that the Port Adelaide Power are playing. Uh, I just, I don't know if there's a, you know, is there anybody besides Collingwood that might be able to stop this side? I mean, they've got, you know, a fantastic young midfield. You know, they're bringing back in their, you know, one of their, you know, venerable goal kickers, you know, to go with uh, 
with Todd Marshall. And Jeremy Finlayson has been the absolute feel-good story of the, of the season. And I, again, I, I know there's some sort of a courage award that's given out in footy during the course of the year. And, and if that medal has not already been engraved, and I know I said this before, if it's already not been engraved with Jeremy Finlayson's name on it and his wife's name on it, what the hell are you doing at the AFL house? You need to get that done now because this, this person, Jeremy Finlayson, has this award on lockdown. Okay, you should just go ahead and etch it in stone. It's his. Okay, it doesn't go to anybody else. It goes to him. Now, that being said, I think this is the game of the match, of the, of the round. Uh, and I'm going to go, do we call it an upset if a club has won eight or nine games in a row? Because I'm going with Port Adelaide to get themselves a big road win here. I'm going by with Port to win this one by nine points. I think it's going to be very close. But I am going to go with Port in this one. Um, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. And this one, I will be up to watch this one live. Okay, I will be out of bed at about 5.30 for this one to come on. A coffee will already be made. So let's go ahead and jump into the next game. This is an 11.45 start here uh, on Friday night. And we're heading to the MCG for the first of, I believe, three games with Hawthorne hosting Brisbane. Brisbane's off the bye this week. Hawthorne got thumped pretty good by Port. Uh, they did battle back a little bit. Uh, Dane Zorko suspended. James Madden's a sub. Keaton Coleman omitted. Ryan Lester omitted. Devin Robertson, Jack Payne, and Jackson Pryor are in. Nakaya Cockatoo again listed as an emergency. It's going to happen this year. He's going to get a game this year, isn't he? He's got to get a game this year, doesn't he? Just one? We'll see. Sam Frost out injured. Uh, Bailey McDonald omitted. Cam McKenzie is the sub. James Sicily back in from suspension. Seamus Mitchell back in as well. You know, I, I have a funny feeling that Hawthorne is going to give them everything they want. And again, Brisbane is not the club that has won a great deal in Melbourne. They've got to do that consistently. And, and let's be honest, Hawthorne is not a top of the list, if you will, top of the ladder club right now. But I think, I think Hawthorne is going to give them everything they want. But I do have Brisbane winning this one by three goals. I think Brisbane is too good of a side right now. Um, I think they're going to solidify their top four bona fides with this one as well. And then we head to the Adelaide Oval, uh, the 2.35 on Saturday morning. Uh, you got the West Coast Eagles stopping by. And, uh, well, I'm going to hit the, uh, the Crows first here. It's uh, game 250 for Taylor Walker, Lockie Scholl playing game 50. Tom Duday is out having injured his knee again. Uh, Mr. Duday, I do wish you all the best in your recovery. Just one of those good guys in the game. I hope you come back better than ever, sir. Ned McHenry, the sub. Josh Worrell is in. Uh, Ryan Merrick is debuting for the Eagles. He was just brought up in the uh, midseason uh, rookie draft about a week and a half ago, and he's getting a game already. And uh, let's look at the injured list. We've got six players out. Uh, Callum Jamison injured. Connor West injured. Elijah Hewitt injured. Josh Rotham injured, Liam Duggan suspended, and Shannon Hearn injured. Jack Darling, Luke Edwards, Luke Shuey, Sam Petrevsky-Seaton, and the previously mentioned Ryan Merrick back in. God. Is it ever going to end for the Eagles? Are they ever going to catch a break? You know, it was reported that uh, even though we haven't seen him all this year, that uh, Mick Natanui is likely going to be done for the season, that the possibility of him recovering and being able to play this year is not good. And let's be honest, with as banged up his his knees have been, have we seen the last of Nick Nat? I don't know. 
and 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 I don't I don't wish that. I hope he comes back strong and healthy and can leave on his own terms, wherever that may be from. But that's a significant amount of cap space that could be cleared up for the Eagles as well if they want to accelerate their turnaround next year. Now, back to this game. The Crows let one get away, and that's no that's not taking a shot at the uh, Suns from last week. The Suns just came back and blew their doors off. Uh, but I think the Crows would look at that game and go, yeah, that's one we probably should have hung on to. Uh, but I am going with the Crows to win this one by at least four goals. Uh, you know, I just think that there's too much talent on that side, and the Eagles are just continually beat up again and again and again, and I, I just don't know when it's going to stop. It just reminds me of that old Simpsons gif that you see on uh, television where they go, you know, stop, stop, he's dead already. Uh, it's just It's just really, really tough, I think. And then we head out to the game in Optus this week, and we've got Fremantle hosting Richmond, and Frio's coming off the bye. Richmond coming off a big road win with GWS. No Darcy or O'Meara. Uh, O'Meara suspended. Darcy's out injured. Liam Henry in for Fremantle. Daniel Rioli playing game 150. Liam Baker playing game 100. Nick Vlosten back in. Hugo Ralph Smith omitted. Noah Cumberland injured. I think this is going to be a better game than maybe some people think because there still are enough good veteran players on that Richmond side to, to, to take this game. Now, are they going to play finals this year? I'd be shocked. I would be shocked if that's the case. But this is a talent. You know, this is a group that has won three premierships in the last six years. They know how to win. They're starting to get a little bit healthier. You've got some people who may be playing their last season, their last half a season of footy, who are going to want to go out on as high a note as possible. Now, that being said, I think the Dockers are just too quick for them. I am going with the Dockers to win this one by 11 points. Uh, I, I just think even though Darcy's going to be out, I think Luke Jackson will, will have a, a great game. You know, he's really starting to, uh, you know, to put himself in great positions to play some great football there. But I, I just think that the Dockers are, are poised to continue making that push towards the top eight. And I just don't think the Tigers have that with them right now. Plus, you know, they did not have last week off. Now, we head down to Blundstone for North Melbourne hosting GWS. This is a 1.20 a.m. start here. Now, I'm going to make a prediction. This is, this is a 2026 prelim final preview. Okay, I think these two clubs are going to be playing in a prelim within the next three years. Call me crazy, and many of you already do, but I just think that these two up-and-coming clubs that have got some good young talent, although not enough yet, are going to be clubs that are going they're going to be finding themselves in that position. Now Lockie Keefe is playing his first his 100th game for the Giants. Brett Daniels is out injured. Uh, Cameron Fleet and Harry Roston, Matt Flynn and Nick Haynes are back in. Hugh Greenwood out injured. Jai Simpkin injured. Aiden Core, Ben Cunnington, Blake Drury, Daniel Howe, and Paul Curtis all in or listed on the extended interchange for the Ruse. Now I think this is going to be a, a really good contest. Um, you know, the Giants could have, should have, would have won last week against um, the Tigers. And I did watch, I watched every game, I watched the first half of the uh, the Eagles game last week. I didn't see the entire game. But I watched every other game last week when I had some downtime. Because while I was uh, visiting my son the day that he was at work, uh, it was kind of funny because he had committed to dog sitting for one of his buddies. 
because his buddy had duty on his ship and his girlfriend also had to work so their dog was going to have been home overnight all by himself. Now, this is a dog I've never met before, and I've had bad allergies for dogs that have fur rather than hair. Uh, so they said, well, yeah, this dog's going to come over, and I anticipated my son being there. Well, lo and behold, my son's not going to be there. So I got to spend the day and the evening and most of the next day with a 120-pound dog by the name of Dude, which I think is a great name for a dog. Uh, if you're a fan of the Big Lebowski and you don't have your dog named Dude, I think your next dog needs to be named Dude. But this dog was a 120-pound Rottweiler-Beagle combination. And just an absolute sweetheart. A massive horse of a dog, but an absolute sweetheart. Now, again, spent the night at my son's house. So I go to bed at night. The dog, who just met me a few hours earlier, climbs up into bed with me and literally sleeps on me. It's a dog I've never met before. Sleeps on me. Now, I, I texted the, uh, the, the owner the next day, and I sent a picture, and I said, now, if you don't show back up, when I leave, I'm taking this dog back with the Ohio with me. I put a little smiley face on there. I wasn't going to take their dog, but I very easily could have done that. It's a very friendly animal. Very, very friendly animal. So, back to the GWS and North Melbourne game. Um, I am going to go with the Giants in this one. I think this is going to be... Even though these are two clubs that are probably... Well, they're not playing finals this year. Let's just put it that way. I think this is going to be a great matchup. Okay? Because you've got some great young talent here. And I think we're about a week away from uh, LDU being back in the side for the for the uh, the Ruse. Which I hope that's the case anyway. Because he was my number one pick on my... Uh, not my choice. But I ended up with him at number one on my fantasy team. And he's not done bupkis for me all year. Uh, Tom Green, on the other hand, has been an enlightenment for me. He's helped me to win four out of the 12 games that I've played. Yeah, four and eight this year. But I'm going to go with the Giants to win this one by only seven points. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think Nick Larkey's going to continue to position himself higher up the uh, the Coleman ladder here. Uh, he might find himself in a position where he might be able to do that. Wouldn't it be interesting, though, to see Nick Larkey and Oscar Allen battling it out for the Coleman? Because you look at... Kernow, he's got, you know, if, if Mackay gets himself turned around, you've got Cameron and Hawkins who are playing one another, off one another for goals. But you look at Larky, you look at Allen, they're pretty much it as far as the, the goal-scoring options for their clubs. So this is, this, is a, this is a guy who might be a sneaky, late dark horse for the Coleman. I think either one of them, quite frankly. It could be Oscar Allen as well, and I think that would be an, you know, an awesome thing as well for him to build on going into next year. But again, I'm going with GWS to win that one by seven. And then we head to the MCG with Carlton hosting Essendon. And if you stop the podcast right now and you go to your radio dial and you just tune into the stations that you have preset on your radio, there's a radio station right now playing Tom Petty's song, Free Fallen. You've all heard it before. I'm not going to sing it. And there's a Carlton supporter wiping a tear away, making the correlation between that song and what's going on with their club right now. The Blues have dropped five in a row. They are free-falling. Are they going to recover? Are they going to hit rock bottom? What is their rock bottom this year? This and, and again, even if you, to your core, hate the Carlton Blues, and you may be thrilled by the fact that they're playing as poorly as they are right now, I think you have to readily admit that this club has way too much talent to be playing as poorly as they are at the moment. 
and I'm going to go ahead and say it here. I had a guest on quite a while back when uh, Michael Voss was was uh, named the coach of this club that said he's going to struggle. They did not think highly of it. And again, I'm not going to name this guest, but somebody whose opinions I respect a great deal. And again, I'm not sure if this is all Michael Voss, but this club is really scuffling. And it's going to continue. I'm going with the Bombers to win this one. They've won three in a row. Two-meter Peter is back in the lineup for the first time this year. Okay. Mitch McGovern's playing game 100. Jaden Laverde playing game 100. Dylan Shield is out injured. That's a big out for Essendon. Jake Kelly, Nick Bryan, Peter Wright, and Tex Wanganine is back in. Lockie O'Brien omitted. Zach Fisher omitted. Ed Kernow, Jack Martin, Lockie Fogarty, Lockie Cowan, and Mark Pittnett back in for Carlton. Again, I think that Essendon is ascending at this point in time, and I think that the tumble of Carlton continues at this point in time. I'm going by Essendon to win this one by 13 points. I just think that Essendon is on a, is on a more of a mission than Carlton is at this point in time. I think Carlton has got to figure out how to put the brakes on to get this thing turned around. Okay? And then the last game of the weekend, and we don't have the clubs, the teams announced for this one yet, but we've got Melbourne hosting Collingwood. Uh, Clayton Oliver looks like he's going to miss, and it's not necessarily due to his hamstring, but he's developed a blister somewhere. I'm not sure if that's on his foot. I would think if it's a blister on his hand or something like that, that would not preclude him from playing. Um, I'm not sure else where, where else you would get a blister. I don't think I want to ask. Uh, but I would think, you know, that even though Collingwood has a pretty lengthy injury list, most of them look like they're tests or TBCs. Um, but I am going to go with the Magpies to continue their winning ways here and win this one by 14 points. I just think the Magpies are, are just too good of a side right now. And again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. I did not tip the Collingwood Magpies to play finals this year. I got that wrong. And I'm not necessarily ashamed that I got it wrong, but... They've certainly proven me wrong, and uh, and I'm I'm beyond impressed by how well the Magpies are playing this year. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie right now from MickAussie.tv, and let's get Mick's take on the round as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined by my mate Mick Aussie, and we're going to dive into the tips for round thirteen. Uh, Mick, how are you doing there, sir? Yeah, hot, mate, but. You know what, last week, I'll start with this. I did my picks and then Malcolm Blight, the legend, radio guy, footballer, he picked the same as I did. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'd do all right. Well, I went four and three. My girlfriend, I'm serious, mate. My girlfriend went seven and oh. So good wow. honor for taking some roughies. But that just shows none of us know anything really, eh? Well, I think it shows that you have the right girlfriend. <laughs> Does it not? She's a good cook. She's a good cook. Well, that's uh, well, that's that may very well be, but you know, she's a pretty good prognosticator as well. Then, so you've got that going for you. So she, I know she, she, she's beaten ahead. me the last three weeks because there's been some crazy upsets, right? So let me ask you a serious question then: What the hell am I doing having you on here when I should have her on the show? Funny you say that. I was on your mate show, Donnie Hess, the other night, and I, I yelled out to her, come down, babe, we're doing the picks. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your – What was your, I did see that you were on Donnie's show. What was your biggest takeaway from round 12, other than she did a much better job tipping the games than you did? Well, that was it, and the fact the Crows blew a 35-point lead, that really pissed me off. 
I bet I bet that's okay. And it really sucks that Tom Duday is done for the year as well. I hope his recovery goes quickly and well. Yeah. You know, just a good, just a good guy. So uh, did you, uh, did you take the saints today against the swans? Well, no, I'm off to a zero and one. I took the swans like nearly. So did I. I so did I. Yep. I did too. And I, uh, I have to, I have to give a shout. I gave a shout out earlier to the guys from uh, Americans watching the footy. Uh, the Castle Brothers, one of them posted up on their Twitter page today that had had the uh, the first quarter of the Swan Saints game today been the first quarter of footy they ever watched, there probably would not have been a second quarter that they watched. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've watched the game yet. No. Don't even, don't even watch the, the first quarter was paint, watching paint dry literally was more exciting than the first quarter. Ouch. Oh, it was it was horrifically bad. It was horrifically bad. The rest of the game was was a pretty good contest, and it was still up for grabs. You know, with about five or six minutes left in the game, but that first quarter, it was a seven nothing score at the end of the first quarter. Oh, that's terrible on a short field as well. But Ross yes. Ryan, he does like to go defensive. I think it's well, they won. What am I saying? Good there on. Go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, the first game of the of the rest of the weekend. Then we've got uh, the Bulldogs hosting. Your rivals, Port Adelaide, and Port Adelaide has won, I think, what, eight, nine games in a row right now? What are you What are you thinking on this one? Well, in a fight, I'd take a dog over a cat, but last week your cats beat the dogs, so good on them for that. They're a bit up and down, aren't they, the dogs? I don't like their forward line. Rory Lobb, I never, I never liked them getting him. I thought they had enough tall forwards without Rory Lobb, and he's struggling. I liked him at the Dockers, but... No, they're in a bit of a mess, aren't they? And Port Adelaide had a very good record at Marvel, which actually I was surprised when I heard that, but good on them. But I did see that first half where Port Adelaide played amazing football over the Hawks. So oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Port Ad I'm gonna go with Port Adelaide, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh dogs got up, but Port are in too good a form to pick against them. Yeah, I went with Port. I went with Port on this one as well by by less than ten points because I just think this is a, I think this is the game of the round, but I just think it's uh, I think it is one that is just uh, you know, I think Port is just too strong of a side right now, and the you know the Bulldogs have have had some issues in the defensive structure, and I'm I'm really get, beginning to wonder whether or not you know Josh Bruce is actually related to Samson, and since he cut <laughs> his hair off, he's really struggling to have a whole lot of success. <laughs> funny Could I don't know be. I don't know. know so then we head to the MCG and I hope they get a good crowd for this one uh you got Hawthorne hosting Brisbane uh no Dane Zorko he's suspended this week uh James Sicily's back off of his suspension you know Hawthorne has played some good football although they got thumped by Port Adelaide last week and the Lions are coming off their bye week as well so what are you thinking here well, yeah, the Hawks did all right in the second half. I think they outscored the Port Adelaide power, but how much do you really take out of that? I mean, there's no way Port could have continued the way they played in the first half. They probably relaxed a little bit. Interesting, the Lions record at the MCG, they've lost 12 of the last 13, I heard today, and the one they did win was a final last week, last year against the Demons, I believe. Yeah. I'm going to take the Lions. I had the bye last week. They should be all ready to go. And, yeah, they need to start playing better at the MCG if they want to win that grand final. That's true. That's true. I went with the Lions on this one as well. I just – I think that they are, you know, 
a, a much superior side at the moment. Now, I think Hawthorne's got some good things going that a couple of years from now, I think this is going to be a really decent side, but they're not there yet. So, yeah, I went with, I went with Port at, I went with uh, Brisbane on this one as well. Um, you know, like I said, they're missing Zorko um, and, you know, Sicily's back. So I think that's a huge help for Hawthorne, but I don't think it's enough of a help. And then we head down to the Adelaide Oval for your Crows hosting what's left of the West Coast Eagles. Um, you know, their their number one pick in the uh, midseason draft, Ryan Merrick, is playing this week with the big club. Um, you know, Jack Darling, Luke Edwards, Luke Shuey, Sam Petrovsky, Seaton back in, and, you know, Jamison West, Hewitt's concussed, uh, Josh Rotham, Duggan suspended, Shannon Hearn injured. They've got a ton of injuries and it sounds like Nick Nat may never play again. Yeah, I did hear that today. A big fella like Nick Nat with an Achilles. There's a lot of weight on that part of the body, but uh, Ryan Merrick, you and him got something in common and congratulations on what you've done. You've both lost a lot of weight in the last year. So that's good on both of you. So I'm looking oh, forward a, to that's true. seeing yeah. how he goes. <laughs> Yeah, because did, did, they said – I remember what, hearing the interview with him after he got drafted. He said he dropped, what, like something like 25 or 30 kilos, something like that? Yeah, it was a big yeah, was story a the week before going into the draft. Yeah, yeah. They all, they yeah. All, he was the top pick, everyone was saying, and it's true. He went to the Eagles. So, but I don't know, a mess. Hearn out with a hamstring. What a player, though. Yeah. Crows, Texas 250, eh? The big Texan. Good on him. He's still playing well. Crows should win at home well, I believe. They're 55-point favourite. Yeah, I think they'll get it done by 10 goal. They just raise an extra notch or many at home, don't they, in Adelaide? Well, they they this is where they better take advantage of, of the opportunity to add to the percentage, as you said, since they blew away, you know, they blew the, you know, six-goal lead they had last week up at uh, TIO Stadium. Um, so... Yeah, they need they need this one, and that would be a it may, it'd be the upset of the year if uh, if the uh, Eagles win this one, and I don't anticipate the Eagles winning it. So I went, yeah, I went with the Crows by a huge, not as huge a number as you did, because again, I never go with that big of a number, but uh, yeah, I'm going with the Crows as well on this one. And then we head out to Optus for Fremantle hosting Richmond. Frio's coming off the bye. Richmond got that big win up at. Uh, GWS last week, uh, no Darcy, no Amira, uh, Ralph Smith and Cumberland back out, Nick Vlaston back in uh, for the Tigers. I think this is going to be a, a good matchup because, you know, the Tigers have still got a lot of talent that's won three out of the last six premierships there. And some of these guys are going to be leaving, I think, probably stepping away from the game at the end of this season. And they may want to try to make one more run or at least be as respectable as they can. What are you thinking on this one? I love the way you say premierships. You say that different. That's awesome. <laughs> you know that? We say premierships and you say premierships. It's just well, a minor yeah, thing, well, but it's all good, mate. It's all good. <laughs> they they won they they won the big cup. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's a, just the emphasis of the uh, accent yeah. there. Yep. Isn't it? It's really funny the way different words are spoken around the world. Absolutely. Well, the Dockers are coming off a bye. They're fifteen and a half point favourite. They're in form, but I did hear today it could be wet. 
So if it's wet, you would think that might play into the Tigers' favour a little bit. I'm going to stick with the Dockers at home, but it could be close. So maybe maybe take the Tigers to cover that 15.5. Darcy's a big out. Amir yeah, has yeah. been playing well. But yeah, I like the Dockers to actually keep going and maybe sneak into the eight. Yeah, I, well, I, I think that depending upon the Eagles or the, the Crows game with the Eagles, I mean, the Dockers could leapfrog them and get into the eight this week since the Cats are on the bye. You know, right. both of them both of them could leapfrog the, the Cats and go into the eight and nine spots this weekend if they both win. But, yeah, I went with the Dockers as well. Um, I think Luke Jackson's been been playing very solid football. You know, he's, he's starting to, you know, come out of his shell a little bit, and he's kind of had to be the guy now that, uh, you know, that Darcy's been out uh, – and is likely to be out for the next couple of weeks. So I, I think that Frio's got a good opportunity here, as he said, to to go ahead and, and get that spot. Uh, and if the weather's bad, you may be very well spot on as far as uh, you know Richmond uh, taking this one. And it's funny you mentioned the pronunciation because the uh, the club of the episode that I uh, have this week is a club out of Broome in WA. And I reached out. I there's one person I'm I'm following on Twitter that I know lives in Broome, so I actually reached out for that to them to get the proper pronunciation of what this club used to be called. And, and he hooked me up with the proper pronunciation of it. Cause I, I would have probably butchered it otherwise. So what I'm is it? It, so oh, you're going to ask me again now it's, it's a uh, Neil, It's a, uh, they're, ah. they're cable beach, but it's N N Y uh, N Y U L. Uh, they were Neil uh for a few years before they transitioned over to being the cable, cable beach greenbacks up in the broom oh, area sounds, so that sounds like an indigenous name and it my is girlfriend my girlfriend laughed at some of the names in australia Araru, wagga wagga there's some beauties mate <laughs> well i mean if you look at the you know there are some very interesting city names uh on the island of tasmania if you just look at some i don't know if you've ever seen there's a map of tasmania that has some of the more unique um city names on there or village names that are absolutely hilarious and and i'm not you know not poking fun at them but uh i just, it's just some really interesting names there in uh but yeah i just want to make sure i got and he actually sent me a, a link to a website where uh there are people who actually do the the like the they're like vocab lessons for different indigenous languages so it was a huge help to me so I'm, i'll probably take a peek at, a look at that again even going into the future now I think this was that this game coming up, the next one that's going to be at down at Blundstone in in Tasmania. I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup here with North Melbourne and GWS. And I I made a prediction when I tipped this. I said to me, I said this is a preview of one of the 2026 prelims. This game, wow. I think, because I think both of these clubs are up and coming, and I think within three years they may find themselves in that position. So. What are you thinking on this one? Well, it's in Hobart, and you just mentioned the map of Tassie. Well, that's got a couple of meanings, but we'll take that offline and you'll have a laugh. Any Aussies listening, they might get a laugh out of that. I actually, uh, I'm actually going for a roughie. I've flipped back a couple on the leaderboard of the US competition with like 60 in it. So I think uh -huh. I'm two behind now. I was. I was equal leader, so I need to go for a roughie because you'd think there'd be an upset or two. Giants are 14.5-point favourite. 
I'm actually going to go for the Kangaroos because, like I said, there's probably going to be an upset and they're, they're playing better. Yes, they so are. So just a bit of a gut feel, but definitely take them to cover that 14 points and mm-hmm. I think they might get over. But Toby Green and the other Green are playing well. But, nah, Giants are still average. But Roos yeah. are playing better, right? Yes. Oh, they, yeah, they are. And the, and the Giants have been in most of their games this year. I went with the Giants to win this one by about a goal. I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, but I just think that they're a little bit ahead of where the where the uh, the ruse are right now. Um, but I, I did mention, I said, you know, we've got a great opportunity this weekend for, you know, two, you know, two players who could be, you know, dark horses for the the uh, Coleman Award. You know, because you've got, you know, four of the other guys who are up on the leaderboard, you know, have other key forwards, you know, uh, Cameron and Hawkins. You know, Kernow and Mackay, if Mackay can ever straighten things out. But then you've got, you know, Oscar Allen with the, the Eagles, who's up there, and Larky with the Ruse, who's up there as well, that, you know, are within very close striking distance of the Coleman Award, you know, with, with both, because they're really the only option that each of those two sides have as key forwards at the moment. Yeah, sadly, the, the Coleman's not as good as it used to be. I mean, big buddy Franklin, 350 games last year. You prefer. Prolific goal scorer, Jason Dunstall, Modra, all those guys back 15 to 20 years ago when the goal scorers at full forward were, were a lot higher. So, right, right. Yeah, I don't get excited about the Coleman these days as I used to. Yeah. Well, my the guy I tipped uh, has been here hurt so much this year, he's not winning it. So, no. that was Todd Marshall. He's not winning it. So, yeah. We move on to the MCG, and the last two games of the round are both at the MCG. You've got Carlton hosting Essendon, and uh, Mitch McGovern playing his 100th, Jaden Laverde playing his 100th. Big out for Essendon with uh, with Dylan Shield being injured. Uh, a lot of ins, a lot of changes for Carlton. Ed Kernow, Jack Martin, Lockie Fogarty, Lockie Cowan, and Mark Pittnett back in. Peter Wright uh, is in for his first game this year for Essendon. What are you thinking here? Oh, I might just toss a coin right now. Um, yeah, tough one to pick, isn't it? Bombers are two and a half point favourite. The big fella, Peter Wright, that's a good in. Mitch McGovern, the former Crow, he's been disappointing. He went there on big money. I know he's had some soft tissue injuries, but no, he had of 100 games. How many good ones? I don't know. I shouldn't criticise because I never played AFL. But <laughs> but then again, they're making big money, so they can be criticised. Um I'm going to go with the Bombers just because I like them more than the Blues, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Blues finally get a win. Bombers are a bit inconsistent as well. I'll take the Bombers, but really anyone's guess. Yeah, I went with the Bombers on it as well uh, by a couple of goals. I just think that I I made a really, uh, well, I kind of made a music analogy with uh, with Carlton. Um, a little bit of a Tom Petty reference with the song Free Fallen because that's what Carlton's doing right now uh, on the ladder, because they've dropped five in a row. And I just I just think that they're – I don't know if they're going to recover. And and, and and I think, you know, even if you're not a – even if you absolutely loathe the Carlton Blues, that you hate that club with every fiber of your being, I think you would have to – if you were an honest person, I think you would have to say that this club has – Far too much talent to be playing as poorly as it is. 
<laughs> I love it though. You know, <laughs> yeah, I just right. We've, we've been saying that for a couple of years, haven't we? Well, so, yeah, we we have, we have, and again, I've you know, I've. I guess I've had to move on now, you know, that Dim has gone from Richmond. To, you know, I'm looking for, you know, a uh, a new, you know, a new situation to sledge on something. And, uh, well, <laughs> I seem to remember that that Thursday right before the grand final where they couldn't they couldn't wait until the following Monday to make that hire. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Well, you got to you got to make some phone calls and send some emails and get on that show. That's yeah, what you I know. To. I know. I know. But uh, yeah, you're right. But it's uh it's I I just like being able to still hold a little bit of a grudge here, but yeah, I went with Essendon and win this one by a couple goals. Also, I just think that they're yeah, you you're right, they are inconsistent, but they are, I think, heading in the right direction. And unfortunately, I, I'm not sure if Carlton's going to ever get every oar in the boat rowing in the same direction. Yeah. I don't know. I I just I don't know. I mean, there's just there's just too much talent there that I think is getting wasted right now. So you need. You need to get my buddy Heath Buck on your show. My blue heaven, he came up here and commentator with me, the Canada-USA game. He used to work in Geelong Radio and TV. He does a podcast just purely on the Carlton Blues. So he'd be a, he'd be a damn good guest for you, especially now he's pissed off. Oh, I bet you know that's pissed off makes for good radio or good podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it does. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, so... Um, so the last game of the round, and we don't have any of the, the the teams yet because it's a Monday game. And I is this one the the quote unquote King's birthday? <laughs> oh, Charlie's the king, eh? Oh, Prince King Charlie. Yes, I I laughed when I heard that because it's always 70? been the Queen's birthday. Yeah. I don't know. Is it, have they changed the name? I don't know yet. <laughs> well, his birth his birthday is in November, but it's interesting. He's seventy four years old now, and he finally got a job. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, my wife has, you know, given me grief about not having worked the last few summers. I taught summer school for about 15 years and I've gone back to work this summer because I'm trying to set some money aside to hopefully go to Australia next summer. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, you got Melbourne hosting Collingwood and, and this is, I think going to be a great, great clash right here. Again, you know, probably not going to see Clayton Oliver. He's coming off the hamstring and he's got a blister somewhere and it's got to be on his one of his feet i would imagine because I don't, I don't know where else he would get a blister that would preclude him from playing if his hamstring is healthy I, well, I, they, I were guess, saying, they were saying he was in hospital for a night or something so he got an infected toe didn't he is that what it was so the blister was on his toe okay i think he got a yeah he spent some time in hospital so he got an infection i believe okay well, you know, maybe it was like an ingrown toenail or something like, like that. I've I've had those done. I've had those work done before. Those are lots of fun. Oh, oh. oh. yes, that's uh, fortunately the uh, you know, the you know the person that you know, they numb it up nicely, so you don't quite feel it. But you can you can certainly when you see it, it's kind of kind of gross when you watch it happening. But uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, I uh, I think it's gonna be a great clash here. Um, what are you thinking on this one? Well, first of all, I love that big freeze, the slippery slide down into the ice to raise money for its uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. I think I might be wrong there. You know, the one where yeah. uh, yep. Danaher. Yeah, anyway, that's that's a great event. And big Jason Dunstall's in it this year. And, man, he's he's up there with probably my favorite commentator. He's just so knowledgeable and uh-huh. not afraid to say the truth and maybe upset people. Um, so, yeah. That's a great event. They 
raised a lot of money by selling beanies and stuff. So good on him. Magpie's favourite by one and a half. Wow. Well, Jordan DeGoey's out, and so he should be. That was a that was a rough hit on the young fella from the Eagles. Oliver's yes, probably was. out too. Oh, Demons are not playing as well as they should have. Their forward line's still a bit of a mess. Petrarca's playing so well. I don't know. Toss the coin, but I will take the Magpies. Just at the MCG, both teams should be up, should be a massive crowd. So I'll take the Magpies, but really could go either way. Yeah, I went with the Magpies, and I'll be honest with you, I completely spaced on uh, the lack of Jordan Degoe there. I just it, That didn't even register with me, and I, and I know he was suspended. Um, but I went with the Magpies by a couple of goals. I just think this this is a club that's on a mission, that, and it's just – it's. They're a fun team to watch as much as it pains me to to know that that's somebody, you know, that, that it's not the club that I support, but they're having a, they're having a hell of a year and, and you can't help, but be excited for magpie supporters because that club is, is doing as well as they, as they are right now. I mean, it's just, it's just a fun team to watch play. And it just seems to be like they're, they're having a great time while they're doing it as well. Yeah, they're down. They're due for a downer, but I think they got the bye next week, so that should keep them pumped really heavily to go out and beat Melbourne. Oh, I would think so because you know you had you, know, you had the Eagles last week. I mean, and they you know they came in and did their job there. I mean that that could have been where you saw them kind of you know taper off a little bit, and they didn't. So yeah, I'm 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 really interested in seeing this one, and I you know it's uh, I'm not sure what my work schedule is going to be yet. Uh, I was looking just at my phone right now to see if they've posted my work schedule for next week and they haven't yet. So um sure would like to know when I'm working so I can get some interviews set up. But uh yeah, it's uh I think, you know, we've, we've got, you know, two clubs on the buy this week. You got Gold Coast and you got the cats on the buy this week. Um And then the cats come back next week going to Port Adelaide. So that wow. is going to be one heck of a matchup right there. So um and hopefully, hopefully Port Adelaide is very, very tired. Um, I got, I got a question. I got a, I got a question for you. Okay. Your buddy, your buddy, Ricky Nixon. I've been checking my podcast. He hasn't been on for a couple of weeks unless they've moved and only have, on somewhere else. What's no. going on? You need to make a call to him. What's happening? Well, I don't, I haven't, after a month. I haven't seen, yeah, I have not seen a new episode come out lately. I, and I, I haven't looked at, uh, I need to get on Facebook and see what he's, uh, you know, what he's saying there. Cause I don't, I think that it's still going. I just said, I'm not sure if he's just been busy with everything else that he's doing because, you know, he and Dane Swan have been traveling all over the country each weekend, you know, hosting like sportsman's nights where, you know, uh, Dane Swan's been playing in that club's game that weekend. Um, and they, you know, they've, they've been to, I believe like six or eight different uh, clubs over the last couple of months you know, to help raise yeah. revenue for, you know, it's especially like country footy clubs and such, which I think is a really awesome thing that they're doing. But, you know, I'll, I'll go back and look at his, uh, his Facebook page to see if he's had any posts about it, but I do look for that one every day to see if it's been updated. And I don't listen well, to a lot. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts on Apple podcasts. I listen to that one. And uh, there's one true crime podcast that I, that, has moved off of the platform that I usually listen to it on. And they've moved exclusively, I think exclusively to Apple podcast. So that one's called true crime garage, which I, I really enjoy those guys. Cause they're both from Ohio. Well, I got a thought I'm his podcast. The first two or three weeks were absolutely brilliant. And he was dropping some really good stories about 
players that you used uh-huh. to, even though he didn't mention their names, he was dropping great stories. Yes, but then was. it went a little calmer and he didn't drop as many stories. So I think he probably thinks, well, it's probably not worth it, me telling stories and getting in trouble. But I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm hoping that it's still going to go on. And I, you know, I'd, I'd love to I, I may you know, work on trying to invite him back on again in the future as well. I'd love to get him back on here again. Um, but, you know, it's been it's you know, I I've enjoyed those stories because, you know, that's that what we you know, what we call inside, you know, what we call here in the U.S., they, they would call it like inside baseball stuff like inside stories that you know that nobody else is going to know unless somebody who has been privy to it can tell that story because it's there's stuff that yeah. we, you know that you and i are never going to know unless somebody comes forward to share it so yeah yeah, yeah it's I, I and i enjoy i enjoy hearing those so yeah so what else have you got going on i know you just put out i think the fifth episode of the edmonton cricket show that you're doing yeah that was uh I enjoy it. The East Indian mainly players are so welcoming. They're loving what we're doing. I've got some great interviews and the big test match on right now in London, the World Test Championship. Australia's in a great position after two days. And my buddy's boy, I was in his wedding, uh, Simon Head, years ago in Gawler. Well, he's mm-hmm. glad. I knew, he was a, I knew he was a young fella and I've met up with him a couple of times since. He absolutely killed it, and he made 160-odd uh, for Australia, so great effort, and on the big stage, he's one of the best batsmen in the world, so it's great when you know someone that's doing so well, so well, that's awesome. good on him. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I've not I've not gotten into watching any cricket. I think I might enjoy it. Um, it's, just, it's just not something that I have, have gotten the opportunity, excuse me, the opportunity to get into, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe during our winter months that might be the time to do it to check it out then yeah it's a great game man great yeah, game. I know, I know there's that uh there's an app do they have like the roku devices for the tvs in canada they have like the roku yes. or the amazon okay because there's there's an app on there called willow which carries um carries it's just a cricket app and it's like right. it's like it's like 60 bucks for the year so it'd be right. like five. It'd be like five bucks a month to watch, you know, cricket. And again, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I would watch enough of it. I mean, I I, I don't watch many actual like TV series anymore. You know, that are like the like the ones that are that would be on like the NBC, ABC, CBS here in the U.S. There's only a couple that are still on that I watch. Um, you know, there's a few things like on Amazon Prime or. Um, acorn tv that i'll watch or or hbo you know when you know the game of thrones series that sort of thing are on i'll watch those things but yeah i'll, I'll watch you know, mainly movies and, and footy and that's about it right because you know, i don't watch much i don't watch a lot of other sports here in the u.s i'm you know hockey basketball of course we've already established how what i think about baseball right now and how disgusted i am with usually <laughs> baseball um and i only watch you know i'll watch the browns and the uh you know, a couple different college teams in college football. I mean, I'm not somebody who'll spend the entire day watching college football from, you know, sun up till sundown. It just, it isn't my thing. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, getting into cricket might be a nice, uh, nice change of pace. So we'll Maybe see. just watch, watch some stuff on YouTube and try and learn the rules. Like I was explaining to my neighbor last night, Jesse's from Ontario, and he had no idea about cricket, but he loves mm-hmm. sports. So I was, 
I was explaining the game to him, and even my girlfriend said, "Yeah, it's pretty different. You got to really explain the game." But oh, massive game, especially in India and Australia, England, New Zealand, South Africa, Pakistan. So, yeah, so, big, big, big game around the world. So, so who is she? Who are, is it? The Ashes that are going on right now? No, what they've got, they've, they've they did a World Test Championship. So the best two teams in the last two years playing test matches, which is the mm-hmm. five-day game. And okay. then New Zealand won it two years ago, which I believe was the first time ever they had it. So it's Australia and India on a neutral ground in London. So it's really a big event. And then once that is over, the following week, Australia will play England in the Ashes, which is six test matches. Very, very traditional, like Australia used to catch the boat over there many, many years ago in the early 1900s. So, well, 1920, maybe, I think it started. I'm not exactly sure. But, yeah, huge tradition, the Ashes, fantastic. Okay, so, there, you know, so, yeah, it's, uh, and then, then they have what's known as, what, the Big Bash, which is kind of like the local league, if you will, that's a, kind of like, uh cricket's version of the afl if you will in australia yeah that's the big bash is like a 20 over game so it's quick smash 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 kind of score off every ball and it's taken after the ipl which is the indian premier league which just finished which is 20 over game as well and the money is absolutely insane in that ipl the guys make a million or more in a six-week period so wow massive Massive audience in India with a billion people. And one of the lads here said to me, I said, I said, you love your cricket in India. He goes, mate, it's a religion over there. And it yeah. really is. Well, and I know that's, that's where, you know, um, Narrowly Meadows uh, has been uh, broadcasting over there with the, I think the IPL for a couple, last couple of years. Right. Uh, they used to be with uh, Fox footy. Um, cause I, I follow her on social media. I know that, you know, I had her on the podcast a couple of years ago, but I know she's very much involved with that and does a lot of work with the, the cricket in, in India. So, right. Well, Howie, uh, Mark Howard, Howie games, most popular podcast in Australia. He was over there. He commentates the AFL. He was in India. And I've got to mention this a couple of weeks ago, he had the legend Eddie Betts on for a two part and I, that was incredible listening, listening to Eddie Betts as growing up and because he grew up, was born in South Australia, then moved to uh, Kalgoorlie in Western Australia. Like mm-hmm. his story's brilliant and he's, he's so such a popular guy he's still on TV. So good on Eddie Betts. Absolutely. I, I need to get his book downloaded. I need to get my Kindle app synced to my new computer so I can, I mean, I have, you know, dozens and dozens of books that I purchased for my Kindle but my Kindle is probably 10 years old. So it, it, it has a little bit of a hiccup. So it doesn't always download you know, all the books that I have there. So I need to figure out how to sync that account with my laptop so I can get all those books that are on my Kindle onto my laptop so I can read them. And I, that's his book is one I want to get on there. I mean, I, I have that one linked to download that one. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I definitely want to read that one. Well, hey, Mick, before we wrap up, man, where can people find your work? And uh, what have you got going on tomorrow night, as if I didn't know already? Yeah. <laughs> 810 Eastern, New York Sports Grid TV. So go to YouTube, type in Sports Grid or Sirius XM Channel 159 with Gabe Rancy. We'll do the AFL picks. 
and uh, it's a weekly show that Gabe sits up Friday nights and bets on the footy, but he loves watching it. So, and then all the past shows are on MickAussie.tv. So. Outstanding. Doing all right, mate. Doing okay. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, man. I hope you get a uh, hope you get a little bit of a break in the weather there. I mean, we've only we were we've only been up to about twenty degrees Celsius here over the last week. Summer has not arrived yet in Ohio. Yeah. We've not we've not had very many hot days. But uh, are you getting any of the uh, the smoke coming from all these fires in the eastern part of Canada, or are they just working their way down this way? No, we're okay. We had some smoke here from the Alberta fires, but yeah. we're pretty lucky actually in Edmonton. Few days, but not too bad. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a little bit of it here because again, you know, we're rather close to the Canadian, you know, Canadian waters in Lake Erie, so we're getting a little. I took my dog out for a walk today, and it was a little, little rough walking out there today. So I'm not gonna. I probably will not go back out tonight and uh, do any more walking. I'm gonna stay indoors and kind of let this stuff hopefully dissipate. So, well, hey, man. I hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, I, I wish your uh, crows the the best of luck this week. I don't think they're going to need it, but I'm going to wish them anyway. Um, but I hope it's. I just hope it's a good contest. I hope everybody gets out of it healthy, on both sides. Well, because I always try and leave on a note of something different. Well, this week I'm going to say with all these people running these football clubs, AFL, and all the research they go into planning. Why the hell the Crows didn't go up to Darwin two or three days earlier is beyond me. Get acclimatised to the weather. Ridiculous. So pull your head out, Adelaide Crows, and smarten up. <laughs> Thanks, man. See well, you later. That makes a lot. That does make a lot of sense. You know, it's it's kind of like when you're training, like if, as you said, that there may be wet weather coming in uh, Fremantle this weekend. You know, so I wonder, I wonder if the Dockers are, you know, yeah, you know, as you know, with probably with the CFL, and I know the you probably know with the NFL that if, if they realize the weather's going to be bad, they basically will have like trash cans filled with water that they'll keep the footballs in, and they'll they'll oh, practice yeah. with wet. You know, this is going to sound strange, but they'll practice with wet balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Malcolm Blight was saying that he used to not he did it better instead of dipping the balls in water. He would put baby oil on the footballs because it would stay in and seep in, and it's even better for like slimy, slippery conditions like in Darwin. Oh, that's a good point. That would work. Yeah, that would definitely work. Well, hey Mick, have a great week, man. I will talk to you soon, and uh, cheers, sir. All right, catch you later, man. See you ya. bet. All right, Mick. Hey, man, thanks a lot. I appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon. Uh, Hope you're having a beautiful day. I hope that the uh, the smoke clouds are not reaching you there. For those of you who are in Australia, uh, eastern Canada has had some significant wildfires that uh, the smoke has begun making its way into the into north into the United States. Uh, you know, I where I live uh, on the coast of Lake Erie, one of the the five Great Lakes. Um, I'm about eight or nine miles from Pelee Island, uh, which is a uh, an island, a Canadian island in Lake Erie, so about eight or nine miles away from Canadian waters. Um, we're beginning to get a lot of that smoke from these forest fires making its way here. I took my dog out for a walk, uh, a short walk today because of that. It was a little little tough to breathe. Uh, it's a little, you know, it's supposed to be a clear day, but it was very cloudy due to the smoke here that's here. Not as bad as what they're seeing in New York right now where it just looks like yellow. As a matter of fact, but ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to let me know where you think I'm right or wrong on round 13. I know Carlton supporters, you're probably pissed off at me. 
if you've not been over to my Redbubble page and checked out the uh, the new uh, sticker that I uh, just put up there a couple of weeks ago, you'll probably be even more angry with me uh, as well because I did kind of take a little bit of a shot at uh, last year's Brownlow medalist um, with the newest uh, image that I put up there. But ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Make sure they're okay. Give them a call. Tell them you love them. And ladies and gentlemen, remember you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there if you wish to do that. So when new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox very, very quickly. If you enjoy the podcast, and I hope you do, you can leave a review there. You can leave one right on the website, or you can leave one on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify as well. There are links to both of those spots there on the website too. If you want to help keep the podcast up and running, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button. Any money that comes in for that does go right back into the podcast and keep the podcast up and running. You can leave a voicemail there if you've got a great idea for a guest. And uh, I just started my summer job, so I'm still trying to figure out what hours I'm going to be working uh, with regards to setting up interviews. I may be doing some middle-of-the-night interviews from my vantage point only because of the hours that I'm going to be working. I'm going to be working some nights here. Um... For those of you who don't know, I'm working at an amusement park uh, here in town, which is a, a massive park, and I'm going to be one of those people that's out with a little broom and dustpan sweeping along the the midways. Now, you know, that sounds like a, you know, a job that a teenager should have, which, uh, hey, I teach teenagers all day, and uh, I just figured if I can, you know, find a job where I'm able to go out and walk several hours a day and uh, get some exercise and, and make some money on it, that's great because I'm doing this this summer because everything that I make from this, I'm going to be putting aside towards hoping that 2024 is the year that I make the trip to, to Australia to go catch a few games there. That's my hope. I want to get to Australia. I'm hoping to come for like three rounds of footy next year. I'm hoping to see a couple of games at the different parks in Victoria, see some local footy as well. And then hopefully get to a game either in Adelaide, uh, possibly up in Sydney, maybe Brisbane. We'll see. We'll see how things go in terms of flights, that sort of thing. But I'm hoping to make the trip to Australia next year. I've already told my wife that that's what I'm. My plan is so that's why I took this summer job to set some money aside to do that. So, again, ladies and gents, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at yank underscore. But if you go to my website, again, at yankonthefooty.com, all of those links are there. They're right up at the top. You can click on those, and it'll take you right to all of those sites if you're not there already. Give me a follow on Twitter if you want to. Um, ladies and gents, I do appreciate the kind words. I do appreciate the support. I do hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 268 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.